There are several in my EFM group that have been longing for this day. No, no, it's not my final day as a deacon. But as the group wades through the New Testament and readings about theology week after week, they long for a Sunday where the lectionary sets the stage for a good old-fashioned sermon about sin. And today's gospel is a doozy, right? It's packed with sinful goodies and preaching landmines. In today's gospel, we get a section of the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus, let's say, expands the Ten Commandments, stretching them to an extreme, pushing them and us to a level of uneasiness. He equates murder with anger, calling a brother a fool with blasphemy, and lustful thoughts with adultery. Listen again as he says, If you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. And if you say you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. Yikes. <laughs> Who among us has not been angry? Who among us hasn't called our brothers, or sisters in my case, fools? I'm pretty certain my sisters have called me at least the equivalent of four from time to time. Are they bound for hell? Am I? Who among us has not had something against or been lustful? Some of us are divorced. Most of us have sworn oaths. What exactly does Jesus expect? Perfection. If we separate Jesus' sermon from the divine Jesus himself, we're in big trouble. You see, these prescriptions for behavior are closely tied to our understanding of Jesus as Son of God. Jesus is not merely giving a new way of living that is impossible. Rather, he's creating the new community of those who live together as if Jesus is Lord. That's the church. So we begin to see that these ways of living that Jesus describes are more about community than they are the individual. I bet everyone here, upon hearing these laws laid out, felt perhaps a little hopeless, perhaps a little guilty, and perhaps a little offended. Who could live that way? Really, no one can live these standards on their own. And that's exactly the point. As theologian Stanley Harvest writes, these prescriptions for living are meant to take away our confidence in our own individual goodness and instead rely on God and each other more and more. To rely on God and each other more and more. These past several weeks, we have heard stories and sermons Casting nets and being the light of Christ in the world, a dark and longing place for peace. This little light alone, right? To shine the light on others. Today we're hearing these words, we need to shine the light on ourselves. I have to tell you, this light shines brightly. It has illumined with the undeniably fabulous honor have served as your deacon. 
It's really hard to imagine that today is my last official Sunday to worship God with you. I walked through these doors for the first time 11 years ago, July 12, 2009 to be exact, and I know because I still have the service leaflet. I walked in eager and apprehensive. New to the Episcopal Church, I was unfamiliar with the particular customs of the Trinity natives. I worried I had taken someone's pew. And I think I did. I juggled, I juggled the PC and the hymnal. I watched others attentively for liturgical cues. Father Joe stood here and spoke that Sunday morning on the theme of how the sign out front, the Episcopal Church welcomes you, is more than an advertisement. He said things in a way I had never heard come from a pulpit. The music sung in harmony that morning by the congregation brought me to joyful tears. I was greeted, welcomed, by so many that morning. I came here a stranger to all of you. And since that time, you have given me a great welcome. An environment in which I can develop my ministry, I can praise God, and I can serve our community just as I am. Flawed and sinful, and you have enveloped me with your kindness. I came here lost pilgrim, looking for the light of a spiritual home. I leave here nourished, uplifted, energized. I leave here loved. You have shown the light of Christ to me in some pretty dark days. The death of my parents, the untimely passing of my dear friend Stephen. You have lit the way for me to answer a call to ordained life, a call that had quietly clothed me and nudged me since I was a young boy. Your light has warmed me through music, rich, beautiful, often sublime. Our own maestro John Deaver is a talent that I cannot respect enough. John, your light enables this congregation to praise God through music and with the resounding voices of our highly dedicated and talented choir. In the wee voices of the children's choir, and yes, even in those voices that might be a little off-key from time to time. I have seen the light of Christ in the free will sharing of the congregation's many talents. I wear this stole with pride, knowing the love that is captured in every stitch. I have been comforted in the warm embrace of a prayer show. I have been nourished by pancakes, bread puddings, and countless soups. You see, it's not all about me. Well, today, This is a place of great love and joy, where folks are welcome not just for their gifts, but for their gaffes. You are a people of Emmanuel. God is with us here, enabling this community of faith to be bold enough to shine the light of a gospel of love on the LGBT, LGBT community. Stalwart enough to tackle the hurts of racial injustices, and faithful enough to 
to empower education and opportunity, not just here in Covington, but in places like Middlesbrough, Kentucky, and Chupaca, Peru. My friends are torchbearers. The one who keeps our lamps lit is our rector. <coughs> Peter, you have challenged me to grow into my vocation. To see that even when the road got bumpy, that, and the burden heavy that God and this community walk the journey with me. You have respected me in my diaconal role as a colleague and a peer. You have been my mentor, my confessor, and most especially my friend. I have received from this community more than I could have possibly ever given. And as I take leave as your deacon, Veed and I moved to Orlando. We carry with us your light. So is your deacon, as your friend, I tell you, go out from this place to a world fully known by God, where there is fear. Remember the authority of Christ Jesus. Where there is need of love, give it. Where there is pain, bring peace. You are loved by the one who redeems and freed to live by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be always with you, and may my love be with all of you, Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.